We've got a packed house. Isn't this wonderful? Oh, you can hear me better now. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so good to see all of you this morning, and uh, again, special shout out to our team up here this morning. So grateful. And thank you to Randy and Mike as well for blessing us this morning, and um, uh, uh, happy August too. Can you believe it's August? It's crazy that uh, we are already to uh, August 1st. But I wanted to share just a couple things with you this morning. One is I want to uh, personally just welcome anyone that is new or visiting uh, this morning. We are so glad that you are here. Uh, we welcome you to Faith Community. We also want to welcome our online community. We're so glad that you are with us this morning as well. And I, I want to just share just a quick moment. Um, there have been some updates with COVID with this thing called a Delta virus. Uh, variant that uh, apparently is making its way. And um, I, I guess Butler County is red. I didn't realize that we're back to the color-coded system. It's one of those things that's, I don't know if anybody else is like this. I'm like, okay, I've been vaccinated, you know, things are better, and I've kind of hoping, was, was hoping to forget about that, but it's, it's coming back. So I share all of this with you. We're not changing any policies or procedures, uh, but if you would like to wear a mask, it's totally an option. So we would encourage you, you are welcome here, whether you have a mask or you don't have a mask, uh, we leave that totally up to you. So just praying that we will navigate whatever this next season is, but um, I am not too concerned about it. I don't know if anybody else is, but um, I just, anyway, just hold on to faith. And, uh, but I, again, just want to extend that, that if you're more comfortable wearing a mask, please, you know, we, we encourage you to do that. So uh, a, a couple things. Uh, one is the app. How many of you have the app on your phone? We haven't talked about that for a little while. So I want to encourage you to stay connected with that app. That's a great way to know what's happening here at Faith Community. It's also a way that you can give uh, through with your offering. Uh, we've also got a, a box outside uh, these doors that you can place your, your envelope in as well. Uh, online, there's information that you can see on the screen, but we want to thank you for the ways that you give to God that we're able to bless the community and make him known. So we just want to thank you uh, for your generosity. Uh, we're also going to be uh, having communion this morning, taking Holy Communion. So if you have not gotten your elements, looks like this, they were out there on the tables. You want to go ahead and, and get one of those. We're going to do that uh, in a little bit. Uh, also, one other thing to, to mention with the app, just if you get a chance to sign in and let us know that you're here, uh, that way we can um, uh, just know that you're here and also uh, share any prayers or praises that you may have that we can uh, pray for uh, each other in the um, community. So I want to uh, just take a, just a pause uh, just to, to catch our breath and just to, uh, to pray. Father God, we come before you and we still our hearts and our minds and our thoughts or to enter into your presence this morning. We have all found our way here to this place in this moment. Lord, to worship you and to praise you and to hear what it is that you have for us this morning. So Father, I pray that you would fine-tune our ears and our hearts and our minds. Lord, to receive you this morning. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and all of God's people said, amen.
just a couple quick announcements uh, before we before, uh, we we jump into this uh, video. We uh, are getting ready to start back to school. Isn't that hard to believe? And there's a couple different opportunities uh, that we have to support the schools and uh, the children and the staff. So I want to encourage you to take a look at the app on that or the website. There's a prayer breakfast that's going to be happening happening on uh, August 17th, and there's ways that you can sign up to serve uh, and bless our teachers. So I want to encourage you to to check that out. Um, and then also. Um, trying to think what else we've got on this. Uh, the, again, the challenges and then the prayer breakfast. Those are the two main things. But there's so many great things happening here. So I just, again, want to encourage you to check out the website and check out the app. Jason, if you want to go ahead and uh, start our video. So we are starting a new sermon series, and it is called Brave. And this morning, uh, I'm going to talk about, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk? Life is about risk, if we think about it. Are we willing to take a risk? Is it worth the risk? How does bravery play a role in our decisions? Uh, the hot take uh, over these past few days is all about uh, Simone Biles, really I would say probably this past week, on her public decision to step back and pull herself um, away from those uh, specific events in the Olympics. And I have been doing some research on Simone, as I'm sure some of you have as well. And she has quite the story of overcoming abuse, physical challenges, serious injuries, injuries, yet she has a combined total of 30 Olympic and World Championship medals. Wow. Biles is the most decorated American gymnast and is regarded by many to be the greatest and most dominant gymnast of all time. And now she is a champion, a brave young lady, but for another reason, who reminds us that it's okay to be real that it's okay to be real. I hope if, if we've learned anything in these past 18 months, that it's okay to be real. Biles explained that she uh, was shaking hours before the event, and she says, I've never felt like this going into a competition before, she said. It's been really stressful. This Olympic Games, Biles added. I, I think we're just a little bit too stressed out, but we should be out here having fun, and sometimes that's not the case. Some will dismiss mental illness issues, but gymnastics in particular is a sport that requires the mind as much, as much as the body. A lack of focus is dangerous as a broken ankle, but for Biles, the inability to concentrate was obvious. Biles' decision, whether you want to criticize it or not, was at least particularly rooted in strategy for the team. If we think about a pitcher in baseball, she was a pitcher that decided to pull herself off the mound for the team. The Olympic silver medalist, um, uh, as we know, uh, again, uh, several of them placed in silver and gold. But, but Biles says, Olympic silver medalist, I'm so proud of these girls right here. You are incredibly brave and talented. 
And she said, hashtag empower. So risk, honesty, vulnerability, transparency, authenticity, called to be brave. Kudos to Simone Biles. I want to switch gears to another hot take uh, that we've been seeing in the news, and it's space flight. I don't know if anybody has been uh, reading any of this or watching anything on the news, but uh, space flight is making headlines. Uh, uh, many of us, a headline that we never thought that we would see. So I was reflecting on all of these things that are happening with space flight, and I thought, you know, when you have so much money that you don't know what to do with it, right? I don't know how many of us have that problem. You have so much money, you don't know what to do with it. Um, you set your sights on things above and not below. For some folks like Jeff Bezos of Amazon, Richard Branson of Virgin Mobile, or even Elon Musk, they have created these space flight companies uh, to scratch that itch, if you will, of what to do next. And apparently anyone can become an astronaut right? So for those of you that are listening and not watching, I just did air quotes, right? You can become an astronaut for the right price. And the cost is $250,000 to select your seat on the Virgin Galactic. Honestly, it's, it's a lot lower than I thought. Not that I have just loose 250k, right, to write a check, um, but it's, it's, it's lower than I thought that it would be. It's pocket change, as we know, to millionaires. And imagine uh, the excitement of, of what it must be like to board that rocket, the anticipation of what you will see, the thrill of the launch, the stories that you would be able to tell your friends and your family and your kids and your grandkids one day, how you went into space. In 2012, Ashton Kutcher, a well-known actor who was once married to Demi Moore and now uh, Mila Kunis, bought a uh, ticket for space flight through uh, Virgin Galactic. And he was scheduled to be on the very first trip. Uh, he was the 500th paying, I shouldn't say he was on the first trip. He was scheduled to be on the, one of those trips. He was the 500th paying customer. I think there's quite a line to, uh, to go up to space. So the 500th paying customer. And some nine years later, he's all set to, to cash in and, and uh, give his ticket, right? And I can imagine uh, the excitement that this day has finally come. He's been waiting for nine years, and he was a 500 ticket, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to book my reservation. But as we know, a lot changes in time, and a lot changed for him in those nine years. In those nine years, uh, he has a wife and two kids. He's a family man. Ashton was quoted uh, just a few weeks ago saying, my wife basically encouraged that it was not a smart family decision to be heading into space. Uh, you know those wives. Uh, it wasn't a smart decision heading into space when we have young children, he said. So I ended up selling my ticket back to Virgin Galactic. Bummer Ashton, right? Bummer Ashton. You see, it wasn't worth the risk. It wasn't worth the risk. We go through life calculating what's worth the risk, what's not worth the risk. And so today, we're going to take a look at risk. This morning, um, we're going to look at what it, what it means to have a risk-taking faith. I believe that when we step out of our comfort zones and we walk in obedience, which may be risky, that God will bless us as we trust him. We see throughout the pages of Scripture people who were willing to to take risk and to trust in what they didn't know what would happen next. We uh, have lived a life like that for the past almost two years of not knowing what would happen next. And we stand on these uh, pillars of the faith. We stand on their shoulders and we lean into their faith. Obedience, faith, bravery. 
And we learn from these faithful men and women that we don't have to take the risk alone. We don't have to be brave alone. God is with us, and he also sends others to navigate this life together. God called Moses, but Moses was hesitant, as we know. He said, I'm not good enough. I don't have all the answers. Uh, People won't believe me. I'm a terrible public speaker. I'm not qualified. Basically, the risk was too great, and he had the fear of failure. I love this quote by Aaron Hansen. What if I fall? But, oh, dear child, what if you fly? What if you fly? Moses was called to set the Israelites free from slavery. Was it worth the risk? Was it worth the risk to step out of his comfort zone to trust God? Absolutely it was. God was with him, and he appointed Aaron to walk beside him, to help him speak, and when he was in the fiercest of battles, to help him hold up his arms during the battle when they were winning the fight. So where is God calling you to step into new areas that you feel ill-equipped or maybe seem to be too risky for you? How are you responding? We see see, uh, lots of pairs throughout the pages of Scripture. We have uh, Abraham and Sarah, Moses and Aaron, uh, Ruth and Naomi, Esther and Mordecai, Elijah and Elisha, all who took great risk with heavenly reward. We know that two are better than one. Jesus' ministry started out with the 12 disciples, as we know, but, but that circle began to grow larger, and we hear a bit of about how that circle grew larger in the book of Luke, where Jesus sent out 36 pairs. Two by two, that circle got a little bigger. Here are these words from Luke 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Ask for, ask the Lord for, to pray, to pray and to go. You see, I think a lot of times we can get caught up and we think, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm sensing this. But we forget to pray. Pray and then go. God sends you and me, each and every one of us, to be light in a dark world, lambs among wolves. And then in verse 4, he says, Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone on the road. You talk about risk. Don't take anything with you. What is the one thing, right, that you can't travel without? I don't know, toothbrush, hairbrush, deodorant. You know, we didn't have that back then. They didn't have any of that back then. But don't take anything with you. Trust me, right? Talk about risk, risk. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? We pick up in verse 5. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there and eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town uh, that you are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But you, when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town we will wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I am sure that uh, they thought as they navigated through these towns and they were even sent out, is this worth the risk? 
you know, we're going to be mocked and we're going to be thrown out and we're going to be looked down upon. And we can't even wear our most comfortable shoes. He said we can't even wear sandals. We can't even wear our shoes. Can't pack that toothbrush. Can't take anything, right? Well, we find out how all that turned out in verse 17. The 72 returned with joy, with joy, and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like the lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. God gives you power and authority when he sends you out. I want to say that again because we're going to leave here today and he's going to send us out. God gives you power and authority when he sends you out. I love this quote, uh, and I didn't know that it was from Winnie the Pooh. I mean, who knew? Such good things come from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, And Christopher Robin, it says, Promise me you'll always remember you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. This is a word. This is a word. Little Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh theology this morning. You'll say, what did I learn in church? Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin theology. After Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, the apostles were scattered, and believers lived under great oppression uh, under Rome. And the Roman government, in fact, uh, Claudius ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. And there was his husband and wife named Priscilla and Aquila. Isn't that a fun name? And uh, they lived in Rome. And Corinth uh, was a place that they were headed to next, and it was a hotbed of uh, immorality and idolatry. You see, I I was thinking about this, and I thought, the world really has been a mess for a little while, hasn't it? So we we had all of the the corruption and oppression in Rome, and then the immorality and idolatry in in Corinth. But it was in Corinth, when they fled Rome, that they met the Apostle Paul, and they traveled together um, from Corinth then to Ephesus. And I want to pick up in uh, uh, Acts 18.18. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time, and he left his brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. And then in verse 18, 24 to 26, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. There are only seven references uh, of this couple in Scripture, and five of them you will notice that Priscilla's name is preceded, mentioned first, indicating her authority which is very uncommon in the ancient times. Scholars believe that she was the leading role in ministry, which was very, very rare. You see, we're in an age where the focus is, uh, is with uh, marriage and couples is, is mainly what happens, right, between a husband and a wife. But I love this illustration of Priscilla and Aquila because it's an example of what can happen through a husband and wife, through a husband and wife. Risk risk. They picked up and they traveled where God was leading them. Risk to invest in another believer to be mentors. I love this quote from Atticus, what good are wings without the courage to fly? 
You see, we, we set this path, and sometimes we have detours, and God may send us in a different direction, and it takes courage, and he's given us these wings, and sometimes we forget we've got these, these wings. Is it worth the risk to step out of our comfort zones, to grow the kingdom of God, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to love others, and to mentor others. Uh, there's something new that, that we're starting here. It's called um, Disco- Discovery Bible Method. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, Dwayne and our adult uh, discipleship is, is launching this. And it's, it's this idea that we sit down with somebody one-on-one and read the scriptures together so that they would come alive to us. And uh, it's so important that we mentor and pour into others with the faith. And we see this with Priscilla and Aquila. We've got tremendous opportunities. So whether that's in this setting, whether it's outside this setting, on a Tuesday night, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, whatever that looks like, are we willing to take that risk, right, to share the good news of Jesus Christ? So a few questions for you this morning. One is I want you to think about this. We're not meant to travel this journey alone. So who is the Aaron to your Moses? Who is your pair's partner, if you will, uh, just like Jesus sent out the 72? And if you're married, what is God doing through your marriage? God has been subtly speaking to me over the past uh, several weeks about the state of our spiritual condition and our spiritual investment And each day I try to do something for myself physically, whether that's exercise, whatever that looks like, but doing something physically, emotionally, right? How are we caring for ourselves emotionally? And so it could be through uh, fostering those personal relationships. It's through laughing. It's so good to laugh, isn't it? And I find sometimes I might have a serious day and I'm like, okay, I need to laugh, right? And so how um, how are we taking care of ourselves emotionally and then spiritually, How are we taking care of ourselves spiritually? Spending time with God. Spending time with God. So how are you investing in yourself? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. And where are you out of balance? Where are you out of balance? I uh, had a a funeral last week and... um, met with the, uh, with the family, and uh, just, a, just such a, a sad story. Uh, this this uh, man was diagnosed with cancer last October, so October of 20, and uh, just recently lost his battle, like I said last week, uh, with cancer. It was very aggressive, very fast-growing, and um, quite a shock. Uh, to the family, and and so we met to celebrate his life, and I was speaking to uh, his wife and his daughter, and they were sharing with me how he loved to write, and he liked to write poems and just letters and and all kind of different writing, and um, he had a strong faith, right, and he didn't necessarily attend church every week, but he had a strong faith and a strong uh, trust in Christ, and uh, he had talked about how just in life, sometimes we're having conversations that we're afraid to die, and if we were all honest, we're like, is it going to hurt? What's it going to be like? You know, we just, we don't know, but we have this faith in Christ and where we're going, and, and we have trust, right? And, and, and we try not to, to think too much um, about that when, when that actual moment um, comes. And so he was sharing this story that, um, what well, the family was sharing in October, he had had uh, a really bad illness, and he was in ICU, he was on a ventilator, 
and they did not think he was going to live. And so he had this out-of-body divine experience, if you will, which he then obviously came to to share uh, with his family. And he uh, said that, that, that he was uh, all of a sudden in this beautiful uh, land, and wherever he was, he said it was the most beautiful thing that you could ever experience. And so he's looking around, and just absolutely the peace washed over him, and just, he said it was just so glorious. And all of a sudden, there was a man uh, that was there that was um, speaking to him, and he said to him, you're going to be surprised who's not here one day. You're going to be surprised who's not here one day. And then all of a sudden, he felt kind of like this, this gentle nudge, or maybe just like a little push, and uh, he said to him, it's not your time yet. And then he, he woke up, and he got better, and he came off the ventilator, he was a completely changed person. And he shared this whole experience with his family and had um, said how he's not afraid to die anymore. And he said, this is not my home, and I've got a glimpse of what my home looks like. And I'm not afraid to die, not afraid to die. And I've been wrestling with that whole story because I've, I've shared it with a couple of uh, friends and family. And, you know, of course, they're like, you know, what do you think about that? And I said, you know, I can't deny somebody's experience. I, I really can't. I don't know. I've not had that type of experience before. But I give him such kudos because he took the risk to share that story. So whether or not somebody believes it or not, it gives us food for thought. And I don't know about you, but just the comfort, right, and, and what we have to look forward to because sometimes this life is hard. Uh, but when that time comes, what that could possibly look like. So what does brave faith look like? To share divine encounters. Brave to trust when we don't understand. Brave to follow when we don't exactly know where we're headed. Brave to believe. Brave to believe. I believe that when we walk in obedience, which may be risky to us, that what God will bless us when we trust him. So where's God asking you to trust him right now? Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in your life, where's God asking you to trust him? And you have to decide, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk? Words to ponder today. I want to invite the team to come forward as we pray and then prepare our hearts and our minds for communion. Almighty God, we come before you. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for the heroes of the faith that have gone before us. And we, God, we know that the story doesn't end, that it continues with us. And though the book has been written and though it is closed, that does not mean that you are still not working. Your story continues in all of us. And Lord, we have the ability to share that story with others. And so God, I pray that you would give us the courage to be brave, to share our faith, to step out and risk to say, God, oh, this is the way that God's working in my life, and this is the way that I'm sensing and I'm hearing God. So, God, I pray that, that you would fine-tune our senses to be able to see you and to feel you and to hear you, to know that we're not in this alone. And, Father, I pray for this partner for us, and, and some of us already have these partners, Lord, that, that, that we have an Aaron to our Moses or a Moses to our Aaron, maybe a Naomi to our Ruth, maybe a Paul to our Silas, Lord, whoever that is, or a Priscilla to Aquila for those of us that are married. Lord, I pray that, that we would have these spiritual relationships, Lord, where we can be brave 